over for this. What in God's name is going on in here? What was that ruckus? Uh, what ruckus? I was just in my office and I heard a ruckus. Could you describe the ruckus, sir? Turn the fucking uh, beat up! What is that? What? What is that? What is that noise? What noise? Really, sir, there wasn't any noise. What up, though? It's your boy, Low Gross, also known as Uncle Skeetaw. You're listening to episode 41 of the Inaudible Ruckus Podcast. This is the first episode of the 2017 year. So I hope you had a good week, because we're about to kick the year off right, man. I got a good show for y'all. We're going to talk this Chris Brown and Soldier Boy business that done transformed into a celebrity boxing match. Then we're going to dive further into why these Hollywood kids got to act so hard all the time. Then we're going to do a little bit of discussion on our highly anticipated albums slash EP slash mixtapes slash projects for 2017. Then we're going to give our predictions for the NFL playoffs this week. Then also we're going to get into some fitness tips. Some audible ruckus. Motherfucker. Oh, have you not heard? It was my understanding that everyone had heard. What are you talking about? Right from where I left off, let's get back to that real shit That sit back, just chill shit With packs that I kill shit A chit-chat about trill shit Spit that hot feel shit Don't shoot the messenger Alright So, E-Ray is back with us Uncle E-Ray, the old man the fitness guru uh, expert. What up, though? What's good? I'm back. Uh, maybe talking with the man. Maybe yeah. not. <laughs> man, hey, you was a big hit on, on the last episode. What was that episode? The Christmas Kwanzaa. Merry Kwanzaa episode. Episode 39. I got a lot of good feedback, so we had you back. Trust me, we wouldn't have had you back on if it wasn't. So, in case you've been living under a rock, this week, two of Hollywood's quote-unquote bad boys, Chris Brown, Breezy, Run It, Run It, and Soldier Boy, uh, got into a beef. So, just to run it down for y'all, I'm going to give y'all a quick synopsis as, as, to far, as to how far this goes. And it's not far at all. So, <laughs> Soldier Boy liked a picture on Karuchi's page. We all know Karuchi is Chris Brown's ex. Um, they start going back and forth. I'm not going to get into like particular. I just know they went back and forth making videos, posts on Twitter, posts on Instagram about each other. Then um, they said they wanted to have a celebrity boxing match. Let's, let's get in the ring then. And then it was like, all right, no, maybe we won't. 
Then out of nowhere, Adrian Bronner and Floyd Mayweather came together and it was like, all right, no, we're going to have a fight in March, a celebrity fight, and we're going to put it on pay-per-view. Now, I don't know how valid this is or not, right? But something's got to be said here, right? Because in the midst of all of this, Chris Brown called out Soldier Boy by saying, you know, you a fake thug, this and that. So Soldier Boy goes to the hood where it appears that he got jacked for his phone, but he really didn't. But I think it was kind of staged. But basically, he went there to kind of prove his street cred. What do you make of all this, E-Ray? There's so many pieces to this, but let's start with this. Chris Brown's insane. <laughs> That's pretty much where it begins. This man, Chris Brown, has so much, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, like, light skin sensitivity and as a fellow yellow person <laughs> I kind of understand how how why but like no, you gotta calm it down a little bit anytime anybody does anything especially to like a woman that he previously talked to this nigga is ready to flip you know you can't be that trigger happy and go that hard for no reason because you like all I'm saying is if I was his publicist I would probably want to kill myself on a daily basis because he just saying jumping out the window at the slightest like anything right so that that's the one then social boy man i thought i thought 2016 was gonna be the end of all his ill and he somehow he just finds another way back into the mix yeah so he jumps back into the spotlight with with this first he's shooting everybody and shot 52 <laughs> people with one bullet i, I, I don't know how he did it Also, let's say even the past couple days, it's been videos of like Soldier Boy's quote unquote working out for the fight. I'm pretty sure Chris Brown will beat him up, man. So I'm not too worried about that. I personally don't think this fight is going to happen because how many times have celebrities got into it and we said, oh, let's, let's, let's do it in the ring and then it doesn't happen? Not at the height or kind of juncture uh, in their career that they're at right now. We, we've seen Sticky Fingers, we've seen uh, Keith Murray, but it was long, long done. Mm -hmm. But before, well, before we even get off of that, can we just mention how how similar it feels when you watch a Soldier Boy training video to the, the Pookie montage in New Jack City where you're trying to get off crack? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, but, I saw did, that, did that I, I did um, think that when I saw it. I'm like, man, Pookie, I'm like, Pookie finally did a lot of shit. That's so funny. <laughs> My bad. I just don't, I don't know. I like, I, and so this goes to my, what point was you, where was we about to go with this? Because I got a point. So, my, overall, I, I don't think the 
uh, actual fight than if it is, because I'm already kind of disappointed. Why would y'all get Adrian Broner? He's not even, like, I love boxing, and he's not that guy. He, he's a piece of trash himself. But, it, I mean, if you're going to do it, whatever. It's super opportunistic. But if that's going to happen, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, or at least illegally, uh, I'll illegally uh, download it on the Fire Stick or something. Absolutely. Yeah. But no, so I, I wanted to. This is a, a, a recurring theme, though, right? Now you think of somebody like Soldier Boy. When Soldier, we were in college when he first came out and everything, and he really was. He did, and we talked about this on episode thirty-seven, how he revolutionized the game to to connect social media and music and be able to monetize that, right? So there was a time where Soldier Boy really could have been the next Fresh Prince instead of the next Gucci Mane. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> he had a crossroad and he chose to go the other way. I, I feel like it was because that one instance a while back, like when he was still kind of making like that fun, kind of ignorant kid music, he got robbed. Mm. And then he went extra left. He went pot he like uh, Bishop and Juice. Yeah, it, it was like OJ Juice Man type turn where he went extra. And I was like, I think ever since then, nobody took him seriously anymore. But it was just all about the, the hardcore guns, trap rap, and not just like the whatever crap he was making that was just kind of popular because it was so nonsensical. So, so, so let me ask you this there, right? You got Soldier Boy, you got Chris Brown, and even I know you've been keeping up with some of the crazy antics of uh, Orlando Brown, right? <laughs> a, a lot of these child stars, right? They, they really. I mean, I know they they still are are kids and stuff, but they really grow up in the industry. And so, an observation of mine is a lot of the stuff, and we talked about this on the last episode that you were on on the Christmas episode, the Kwan's episode. It's a, it's an upbringing, right? And you have when you have strong people in your lives, you have like different morals and principles and a certain code that you just live by like with some of these celebrities they kind of grow up in the game and they don't in in the industry or and they don't have like that base you know what i'm saying so they just they grow up acting so they just they become whatever is around that whatever the environment is that they're in they become that so and then they glorify and glamorize like this this gang lifestyle thing so they want to be part of that too like you got chris brown talking about the buzz and this and that and when um suge knight and everything it was shooting in the club so i don't know if you remember the video a while back where uh <laughs> chris brown was on stage like oh they over there getting in there oh they shooting they shooting in there like ran off the stage like <laughs> that because so he did that and I ain't glorifying this nothing but he did all that right and then took off running and stuff. I've seen Project Pat in the club and a fight break out. He stood there, looked at it, and start and kept rapping. Like ain't nothing like don't even care, ain't worried about it, ain't run off the stage, ain't nothing, and just kept on rapping. So I don't know. So, so what do you think it is then like where these Hollywood guys feel that they have to like run and and get that like street cred? I mean, honestly, I feel like it's uh, it, it, it's part culture, because you know, with the, with black culture, 
either like you're, like you know, either you're accepted for like the, the nonsense you do on, on a mainstream level. Of course, mm-hmm. where everybody wants to be positive and we try to be as positive as we can, but on, in the mainstream media or, or such, it's like you have to kind of portray this hard, hard and hard image. Or we think you're soft, we think you're lame, we think uh, like you're feminine. Like it's always yeah. extra pressure to be so uber masculine. So that's why I think, you know, essentially like with the Chris Brown or people like that, they, like Chris Brown grew up in uh, Virginia. Mm-hmm. And in Virginia ain't no, ain't no home for, for all intents and purposes. That's why him and Trey Fong, they sing him. But these niggas will go out in the crowd and, and two-piece you. Oh, yeah. He like, did. Trey Songz got in trouble in Detroit. Right. Throwing something at a cop. Right. I might do. But at some point, you would think they got more money. but the, but the, Or they got enough money where they don't do that. But it's still that mentality of uber-masculinity. Yeah. So I think it's some of that when it comes to, like, black culture. You want to try to prove yourself, even if you don't have to. Mm-hmm. Because of a public opinion. You know, a black Twitter dragon will yeah. essentially end your life, or it feels like it ends your life. So people don't want to be a part of it. They want to do whatever it takes to kind of be accepted. And then you got the gang culture piece. I think gang culture does play a little bit of a part as well. Yeah. So, you know, those, if you got money, a lot of these dudes are buying their way into, like, the acceptance of these gang members. So it looks cool, and you can... You can rap about this, you this and you that and throw up the gang signs and get some of that feedback. What up, though? It's Lil Gross, also known as Uncle Skeetar. You're listening to the Inaudible Ruckus podcast. Solid dudes, solid music, solid topics, solid podcast. Inaudible Ruckus, motherfucker. Well, two, a couple things, and and, and and to piggyback off of your points, right? Starting with the gang culture thing, I don't think that's just limited to the neighborhood stuff either, man. Because you got to think, think about all the older movies and stuff. It's that mafioso, the 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 westerns and stuff, the outlaws. So that like gang criminal kind of glamorization of it is it, it exists, right? And I think everybody to a degree always wants to be a part of that. Or, or at least, you know, experience that, I should say. Now, a lot of people realize it ain't for them. Um, then, to also for the other point, and speaking from experience, coming from, like, the background that I come from, the neighborhood, and, and all the people that I know, like, I grew up in a gang neighborhood around with a bunch of, like, gang members and stuff. And I always just wanted to be me. Now, yes, I still had to, like, to your point, you, you kind of, it's over-masculine, right? You got to, because you got to prove something. And, that was the vibe of Detroit. So that it's a jungle. You can't be weak out here. So even if you're not in a gang, you still got to, like, be tough so that the gang members know not to mess with you. You know what I'm saying? But to that point, coming from that, but being able to see the world and evolve and understand that, okay, I don't have to prove myself. You know, I don't have to. I don't, what? You know, why are we getting loud? What's the point? What do I have to prove myself? It's not a survival thing. I made it out of that situation. So that's why it's kind of hard for me to grasp how these celebrities with all this money and all this um, access, you know what I'm saying, to resources to advance their lives, who have already advanced their lives, why they would want to go running to it. And I always use the analogy of you have people that are running out of a burning house 
and like they smoke inhalation, singed clothes, and everything. and then you got other people that are running up to the fire just to feel the just to feel the heat off of the flames. You feel what I'm saying? I got two things that popped on my mind when you said that, though. Uh, the one, for, for sure, it's, um, I want to say, the, the validation, because even still, when it comes to, um, let's say, your instance, or what, what you said as far as growing up, we, the way you grew up, absolutely, you get to see the world a little bit, and it, it kind of changes your mindset, so you're able to see past this and see this more to the world whereas these young kind of rich people they, they they get to see a lot of the world but the difference is between you and them you go on your Facebook or you go on your social media and you ain't got 32,000 messages calling your right. pussy for, for no reason at all <laughs> this and, is true I get that I get that that makes sense and, and also when it comes to something like, let's say, um, Detroit, for instance. Who is it? Uh, Trick Trick, where you everybody who comes there got to check in. Yeah. And that's the thing. So you have to know who you're messing with and how you're rolling. So every time these entertainers are coming to a city, it kind of gets ingratiated with them because it's like, well, in order for me to move how I want to move, have my jewelry, have my fun, I got to be cool with some of the people from the streets. And then you kind of get involved into it yeah. before you even know what's going on well and, and I mean that's all that's valid but again for somebody who comes from that like that whole protocol with checking in this that's that's protocol you learn that growing up like that's, that's a certain way to move so I think for those entertainers like it's new to them right because it's been instances in Detroit where people I ain't calling in what I gotta call in and then they get jumped shot beat up raped robbed whatever and it's like oh maybe I should have called in but it's like if you come from that that environment and come from that type of like place and have those type of codes like programmed into you know like I if I go to Cleveland then I gotta call you know what I'm saying I gotta do this and that let my people know I'm moving around in their city and everything is straight like that's just I mean but again that's being from it, and then other people who want to be, who want to, who are on the outside and want to be, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, is they hang around it, so it's like, oh, this is cool. How much do I gotta pay to get in? <laughs> right, exactly. You know what I'm that, and that's just kind of a part of the culture, and it, it's pervasive because it's so big, it's so glorified. So sometimes a lot of people don't even know. Look, I mean, if you ever wanted to have an example of this, you you could step all the way out to damn Canada. Look at Justin Bieber. Yeah. That's the most light-skinned nigga you've ever seen. Because this nigga done the guy, what he let uh, that one dude borrow his car. He killed somebody, uh, apparently, and some paparazzi dude got murdered because they were trying to take pictures of him. He done did all types of drag racing, hit every little skeezer that there, that there was. Justin Bieber is all up in the culture. Yep. And, 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 and you think, why? And it's, it's something about it's so alluring and it's such a, a tantalizing thing for people. So it, it has to be something that's more drawn into it as well. Yeah. But. No, I mean, I agree. But we got to move on. We got to move on. So, said Justin Bieber, man. You got any, um, you got any anticipated, like, highly anticipated albums for 2016 that you were thinking of? So before you answer, wait, before you answer. A report. Wait, the new year, bro. 2017. 
My bad. I mean, look, I'm still fresh. I still got 2016 residue up on me, man. Like, I can't. So, you know, for, I gotta shake it off. I almost died. Everybody almost died. 2016. <laughs> so, 2017. My bad. Um, they announced that Childish Gambino and Chance the Rapper may be doing a joint tape. Then also, there was another announcement that Currency and Freddie Gibbs were gonna do an EP together, and I'm excited about that. Now, we still waiting for Drake to drop, and then the Freddie vs. Jason mixtape with um. Fabulous and Zadikus is supposed to be dropping on the 13th of this month. Are there any other tapes out there that you anticipating and you like absolutely cannot wait for them to drop for 2017? For 2017? Um, I mean, that was knowledge to me, the Chowder Gambino and uh, Chance. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of grown more and more fond of Chance as I've seen him move and kind of really excel and I've been a Childish Gambino fan for you know several years so that's probably the biggest thing to me because I'm, I'm wondering what they're going to be able to come up with um, especially with uh, Childish Gambino's kind of direction because he kind of comes out with something different the dude is super multi-talented he comes out and does a comedy special a couple movies Yep. And then still can rap and might sing to you at the same time. Like, man, this dude is talented. So anything like that, that's going to get my ear. Um, I'm not that big of a currency fan, I, I must say. It puts me to sleep. Mm-hmm. His voice is so monotone. But, I mean, I, I get it. He has a hardcore down-in fan base. And for, not for nothing to do, works his ass off. Yeah. Um, apparently, he dropped like three mixtapes in three months. You drop the and, tape every month. Yeah, <laughs> so that's like, oh, okay, that's impressive. If you if you work that hard, I have to respect it because there there's definitely people out there. He's seen the fan base, so I, I'm definitely with that. Um, but otherwise, there hasn't been anything that I've heard about thus far, except for I will say I don't know if that counts as a mixtape album wise. Definitely excited for Big Sean. Yeah. Okay. starting to man like I think Dark Sky Paradise people people put that up there the uh-huh. one before that kinda he had the hits on that on the one before that I can't remember what the name of Hall of Fame yeah Hall of Fame yeah that one he had hits on that one but then this last one I think kinda put him up there in that uh-huh. upper echelon where, where we initially had him at and I'm right. just like this video moves he just dropped was pretty good so I'm just waiting to see you know what he's going to do as well. But I think it'll be interesting, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for, for that for sure. I, I think him and uh, a Wale project. I'm, I'm a big Wale fan. He's always kind of moved to the beat of his own drum. He, uh, so he had a tape. WWE wrestler, man. He had a tape, uh, Summers on Sunset. And it was underrated, man. It was actually a smooth tape. That came out um, towards the, I want to say, like, end of summer, going into fall of, of right. this past year. And nobody really talked about that tape. But And I'm not a big Wale fan. I listen to him. Everything he puts out, I listen to. And I'm one of those, like, eh, eh. And I actually was like, oh, this is a good tape. 
right of it because he start digging back into the to the soul sound. It's like Wale has a few bags. It's, it's the poetry, poetry stuff. He got the soul sound, and then he he might mess with some go go stuff as well. So you usually kind of get what you want from him somewhere, but it's all about kind of putting together a cohesive project for him. Right. I think. And it also somehow, some way, it just became popular. Hey, Wale, <laughs> I don't know why. They just like, oh, Wale, oh, he trash. Like, what? Well, I ain't never, I ain't never gonna call him trash. Now, Meek Mill is trash, but that's what we had that discussion. <laughs> but we gotta get into some music, man. This, um, this next song is by LC, Loyal to the Craft, from Music ENT. This is called Nerdy Juice and Keisha. And then after that, we got Player C with What You Know About Me. It's an audible ruckus, motherfucker. Stressing, we just having fun. And later on, when I get her wet, then I'ma 
Keisha. Dirty juice in that Keisha. Keisha. I hit the blunt, then sip the cup, then pass it to my dick, please. And we Keisha. on that dirty juice in that Keisha. Keisha. Dirty juice in that Keisha. Keisha. I hit the blunt, then sip the cup, then pass it to my dick, please. A bitch. Are you just craving something sweet? If so, then you should visit Pinky Sugar Shack and try some of their ooey gooey cakes. Pinky Sugar Shack is located at 18929 Schoolcraft in Detroit, just west of the Southfield Freeway. They're open Wednesday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. You can place your order by giving them a call at 313-897-2253 or by visiting their website at PinkySugarShack.com. That's Pinky's Sugar, S-H-U-G-A, Shack.com. Pinky's Sugar Shack, home of the ooey gooey cakes. I jumped up in this game, shit didn't know a damn thing 
I push the shit myself and make these hoes know my name Now I was clocking on some bitches but I got no cheddar I ran into my player partner told me do it up He say these bitches sucking dick but they passing dope Now these bitches sucking dick and they a pass me dope And she ain't hearing what I'm saying she can hit the dope I tell that bitch I'm playing see and shit this how it go My player partner shit he told me about a cold snow She got a white Benz and he say she right bro she got a daily job and she's tripping on the low And you ain't playing with no commas, better let it go I saw her ass from afar, let's see how it go I approach her with no game, just a tight flow We hopped up in the rental shit, girl, it's time to roll We pulling up to the condo that the bins go Alright, we back. That was LC, Love to the Craft, from Music ENT with Nerdy Juice and Keisha. And then the boy Player C with What You Know About Me. This is the sports section, man. So we got the playoffs happening. By the time you hear this, we'll be gearing up for the first game, man. I know it's going to be the Texans against the Raiders and then the Lions against the Seahawks. But we're going to go through all the games and give our predictions, man. So E Ray. Alright, first game, man. The Raiders versus the Texans. Who you got? Man, um, I, I, I can't. It, it's so hard. These are two teams that in the past have been super like, underachieving. And they get there and they never do anything. Unfortunately, Derek Carr just broke his leg. So, like, I can't. I, I, find it hard to replace his type of productivity because he definitely could have been in a running for uh, MVP. So I'm, I'm going to go with Houston. Okay. He's hometown juice. Um, the Raiders is my second team. They have been for the past three, four years, so I can't, it's not like I'm a bandwagon guy. Because uh, I saw them, but I picked them before they started getting good. Um, I like Connor Cook. Because Connor Cook was at Michigan State, and he balled out at Michigan State, and I was really waiting on him to get his opportunity. And I basically knew as soon as they named Matt McGloin the starter that he was eventually going to get hurt and Connor Cook was going to have a chance. I didn't think it was going to happen this soon, but hey, we'll take it. But with all that being said, I am going to go with Houston because they still got a better defense. Like, you know, I like I like the talent on Oakland's defense, but they still haven't stepped up and, like, jailed together to prove that oh. they can, you know, do something. Yeah. Not at all. They, they will allow as many points as you can put up. They just happen to outscore you. Yeah. So I definitely think that if it comes to a battle of a defensive stop, and if Houston can put, put up enough points, then I think they can win it. So yeah. that, that's all I'm thinking about, and I think that, because they lost Derek Carr, they're not going to be able to just kind of magically put everything together like they had going. Right. Yeah, it's, it's over. It is over. So, moving on. Uh, it pains me that we might as well get this out the way. <sighs> the Detroit Lions versus the Seattle Seahawks. Who you got? 
Lost three straight and <laughs> barely made the playoffs. <laughs> so I, like, I, I love Green Bay and I'm I'm rooting for A Rod all day. So um, I'm, I'm uh, I don't watch much of the Sea Seahawks this year, but you can pretty much count on them to just do what they need to do. And if it's going to come again to like the defense, the offense is, is gelling pretty well. But I think their defense is finally kind of putting it together. I think they just lost one of their main backs up. Uh, on, on the defense. Yeah, so, uh, uh, Earl Thomas, the safety, free yeah, safety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm going, uh, I'm, I'm going to still go with the Seahawks. I, okay. I like Detroit, but I got to go with the Seahawks. So I'm going to say this because I've been getting flack all season. As a diehard Lions fan, I still wasn't impressed all year. I was proven right by them losing their last three games because – they lost to, to good teams with winning records, and all these teams like will be in the playoffs. Um, sure. That comeback bullshit is not going to work in the playoffs. That comeback magic shit, it's not a Disney movie. This is the NFL playoffs. Sure. It's real. Okay, and to your point, the Seahawks, the Packers, the Steelers, the Patriots, the Giants even to a certain extent, they all have championship pedigree. Right, so they know how to like no matter what. Like if the if the Packers are losing a bunch of games, they can pull it together and win out the rest of the games. Okay, the Steelers could do the same. I don't care what seed they are, they always a threat to like overcome and, and slug it out in the playoffs. Now, this is not the same Seahawks team that we used to seeing because Earl Thomas is out. Okay, Cam Chancellor been injured off and on. Okay, they don't have the same defensive backs in the quote-unquote Legion of Boom anymore. That's, that's that's past hype. And then they don't have an offensive line, right? So their running game is not what it was. And even though Russell Wilson might be working his magic, he still is not able to produce at a high level like how he was. But we don't have nobody to scare him on defense. So he could pretty much do whatever the hell he would like. And those lucky-ass plays that he gets in the playoffs will still happen. So I'm going with the Seahawks. All right, we we'll agreed again. And I will okay, never we'll be able to show my face in Detroit again after that. <laughs> if they win, if they win, you you know you can't come back. It's a 97.5 percent chance that the Seahawks is going to whoop on the Lions, man. But anyway, I'm wearing my Lions jacket to the club tonight. Um, at home. All right, Miami against Pittsburgh. Who you got? Yeah. Defense, uh, I don't I don't think Miami has enough to really 
like shred them except for uh, a giant. So mm-hmm. that that would be that's kind of like the wild card. If they let him run two hundred plus yards, we got a different game going. But I'm, I'm gonna go with the Steelers. Okay. I mean, we agree again. I'm gonna go with the Steelers because again, it's one of those teams that in the playoffs they know how to win. And then for fantasy points, I've always taken Ben Roethlisberger because he's got a good offensive line and all those weapons, right? He can throw the bell. He can throw the brown. You got the other receivers that step up. The defense is not the same Pittsburgh Steelers defense that we grew up watching, but at the same time, they're coming along. They're growing into that. And I still don't feel like Miami is a big enough threat outside the running game, outside of the running game. So if you just stack the box – you're fine. Then you also have to remember Miami's playing with their backup quarterback too. Tannehill true, is, is, true. is limited, and even if he was to make an appearance, like James Harrison will probably like shoot him. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, uh, Ryan Shazier looking yeah, like a Charlie Nolan yeah. Pull out a gun and like shoot him in the field. Right. He ain't got no eyebrows. I think he'll rip him apart. So, yeah, I, I feel like this game might be one of the closest that we watch. Yeah, I mean, but they always, and that's what I'm saying, they get those ugly wins. Because think about the series uh, last year when they played the Bengals. You know, it was a slugfest, man, and they, and they ended up coming away with the W. But uh, the next one, so the Giants, the New York Giants against the Packers, who you got? Uh, uh, God damn it, these are some good games. Like, usually it's not, these, like, the matchups aren't that great. And this was entertaining. I, I mean, the Giants... They're the type of team that will somehow make sure that they're there. And I'm like, come on. Like, to me, they never seem that good. And Eli, I would never give him credit for being an elite quarterback. I don't care. Hey, on the other end of the spectrum, I'm a big Aaron Rodgers fan, fantasy-wise. That, that's my guy. I go to him all the time. And personally, I think that they found something with this time Montgomery dude. Yep. And running back, yep. Yeah, so I mean, that's the one thing they have not had at all. They've had no running game because either their running backs are fat, hurt, <laughs> <laughs> or something. I want nuggets. Yeah, it's just like, I, I feel like Aaron Rodgers has been on the tear. And, I, and I've watched him. I rode his back to the playoffs. So in the fantasy league, I think I'm going to stick with it. I think OBJ is going to get overwhelmed, even though, you know, they ain't got a great defense either. I think Eli can throw a few picks to a lackluster defense, and Green Bay gonna pull it out. Mm. Well, I think we got our first disagreement of the night, man. So, okay. first, I do want to say this: after the Giants won against the Washington Redskins, they was on a boat in Miami partying, uh-huh. looking like the background dancers to Jodeci, <laughs> with Trey songs at that. So, right. um, but. And, I, and let me be 100% transparent. I'm biased because I absolutely, absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt, with my every being in my soul, hate the Packers. Like, I hate them, right? And so, also, but being objective... What's good? It's your boy K. James repping the Shot Town and K. James Music. And you know, anytime I want to check out some new heat, I'm listening to Low Low Ski Time, only on the Nautical Ruckus. 
motherfucker. The Giants got an okay defense. You also got Landon Collins in that backfield, man, and he's a game changer. You know what I'm saying? And then, I mean, you know, Jason Pierre Pong with all three of his fingers, uh, can still, he can still, he's still good for a strip sack. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, he may not be able to catch an interception, a one hand interception with his left hand, but I mean, you know. He can, he can knock you down. Yeah. He's got that club wrapped around there. I think he's still wearing a glove on it, though, but just like three fingers just flapping in the wind like Deion Sanders' do rag. But, um, but then also, Odell Beckham Jr., right? Criticism aside is still another electrifying player that is a game breaker that at any given moment, like you can shut him down for three quarters and in the last quarter he'll explode for like 170 yards receiving off like five catches. So I wouldn't rule him out. And I don't see anybody in the Green Bay secondary that could stick with him. That's true. So I'm going to go with the Giants on that one, man. So you really just illuminated how much of a, of a hard choice that was for me. I, know. I, I do like Landon Collins and I, and I agree with everything you said, but I just want to see my boy A-Rod tell everybody to relax. <laughs> That's what he does. I want it. Uh, and I hate Eli so bad that I'm, I'm sticking with Green back. So we're going to see. Right. I'm trying to be Negro Dallas again. Alright. Before we move to the next topic, fuck Aaron Rodgers. Alright. Now that I got that on my system. <clears throat> Still got nightmares about that Hail Mary pass that he threw last Christmas. I don't hate. I don't. I'm, I wasn't raised to hate, right? But I hate Aaron Rodgers and I hate the Green Bay Packers. I hate those green and yellow ugly ass uniforms. I hate cheese. I hate Lambo. Oh fuck this Lombardi. Fuck him. Fuck Brett Favre. Fuck um B J Raji. Fuck the long haired linebacker dude. Um, Charles Woodson's cool, but fuck him when he played for the Packers. <laughs> fuck his 21 jersey number. 21, 21. Um, fuck, uh, what was it, Eddie Lacy, old fat self. Oh, uh, yeah, that, that was the fat guy I was talking about. Uh, fuck Jordy Nelson. Who else I got? Um, fuck Ha Ha Clinton Dix. His hey. last name is Dix. Um, Ha Ha and the white wide receivers. That's all. I said Jordy Nelson. About. Fuck him. Fuck Randall Cobb. Um, uh, that one guy who who fucked their playoff chances up when he botched the onside kick. Uh, Bostic was like a linebacker. I don't even think he played for them no more, but fuck him too. Um, did I miss anyone? Reggie White. No. I ain't going to talk about Reggie White. He's a legend. Right, so. right. I think you pretty much got the whole team. Ah, nah, I'm not done. I'm on green. Fuck him. Oh, I was about to say that. I was <laughs> fuck him. Fuck Antonio Freeman. Uh, fuck Greg Jennings. Fuck Donald Driver. Fuck Jermichael Finley. Um, yeah, all right. Yeah. All right, now, moving on. The 2017 Hall of Fame um, inductees, or like finalists, I should say, were announced. So first year eligibles, I don't know if that's a word, Jason Taylor, Brian Dawkins, and LaDainian Tomlinson. And then also... Uh, people who are making the finals: Morton Anderson, Tony Baselli, Isaac Bruce from The Greatest Show on Turf. Oh yeah. Don Coryell, Terrell Davis, Alan Fanica, Joe Jacoby, Ty Law, John Lynch, Kevin Maui, Terrell Owens, and Kurt Warner. Right. So a couple things. I'm glad to see uh, Terrell Owens on this list. 
glad to see Ladanian Tomlinson on this list. Even though I will say this, Ladanian Tomlinson is the worst, the worst television analyst in the entire NFL network. He is terrible. Really? Terrible. Uh, 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 well, E-Ray, uh, we gonna tell, and you, you got to plant the ball, cause he's like, well, he's the Magic Johnson slash Charles Barkley of the NFL. Alright. I've never seen them, but I, I've seen that they have my boy, uh, Marshall Falk, my personal greatest favorite running back ever. Yeah. Looking like a, a freaking loser. <laughs> and looking like Carlton. Carlton Banks up there. Scruffy with, beard. Oh, man, Look like Kimbo was, Slice and Carlton Banks mixed together. And I was sorry. I was like, he's so lame, but he's the greatest. He's like my favorite running back. So that's all I'll judge him on, but he's, he's a good analyst. But yeah, okay, we, we can we can roll with the lame Ladanium. But um, Terrell Owens, I'm I'm happy to see that we've had I've had so many discussions about he's never been uh he's never had any off the field BS. It's and it, the, the way that the Hall of Fame is set up, he's in like the like top five of like all the statistical categories for a wide receiver. Yeah. Like, how can you, like, how are you not a first ballot or a first ballot Hall of Famer? It doesn't make any sense. Like, and that, that's just like kind of pettiness because of, you know, how he treated the media. People call him, uh, quote, quote fingers, uh, team cancer and stuff like that. But when you're a competitor, you want to win. And if you have game-changing speed, game-changing uh, tenacity, and you want to catch the ball, and you know that you catching the ball would change the, the outcome of the game. I can't fault you. I've been there plenty of times. Yeah. <laughs> On a much smaller level. <laughs> I mean, what do they always say, man? Numbers don't lie. And at this point, he has, like you said, the statistics and everything. Get a man his jacket and let's keep it moving because other people have got in for doing less. You feel what I'm saying? Like, like I think they made an announcement last week. I think it was Antonio. No, I mean Antonio. Anquan Bolden for the Lions, right? He caught a pass or something, and he moved into like one of the top lists or something. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Like, do you think he's Hall of Famer? And everybody's like, well, yeah, he's got all these catches, and he has a ring too. And I'm like, all right. And don't get me wrong, Anquan Bolden is consistent. He's like the model for consistency at the receiver position. Okay, but he ain't no damn Terrell so if if you're saying that that's a lock to make it in, then my man should be a lock to make it in, and we should leave it at that. Yeah. Marvin Harrison is a Hall of Famer. Yeah. And Marvin Harrison murdered somebody allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You gotta just throw some things out there like that. And he he's good. He's a company man, but he ain't no T.O. Yeah. So because, because get that man his jacket. Impact-wise, right? Like you said, Marvin Harrison. Mar Marvin Harrison benefited from the arm of Peyton Manning so much. Like he should, he should like basically get his jacket and give it to Peyton Manning, if you ask me. But Terrell Owens, 49ers, Cowboys, Eagles. You know what I'm saying? Like he did a lot on a lot of and, and made an impact and had a broke leg and still showed up to play in the Super. You know what I'm saying? In the Super Bowl. And, uh, I'm pretty sure uh, either a fracture or a broken thumb when he was playing with uh, Romo in, uh, in the Cowboys. Yeah. And so, he was doing his thing. He was, in, he was in Cincinnati. And 
before he was washed, he took uh, what name shot? Took Chad shot. Yeah. Chad allowed him to. He start playing the down roll, and To was getting off. Like you can't deny it. This man probably can steal Sudo right now and be at least top ten wide receivers. This man is an incredible health. He's a freak of nature. Mm-hmm. No, I mean. I, I've been saying this for the longest, man. Just get a man in a jacket. I don't feel that that outside stuff has anything to do with it, man. I really don't. That That's politics that's being petty. You know, just just get a man in his jacket. He, he is one of the greats. Maybe if not have gone out the way everybody else wants to, but he, who, who does, right? Brett Favre, we thought he was going to ride off into the sunset, right? Wrong. He came back and sent dick pics when he was with the Jets. Three different times. Denied it. Lied. So fuck Brett Favre, but so so what happened there, right? Oh, you don't want to leave? All right, we're gonna allow for the the New Orleans Saints to just like kill you on the field and and make you get out of here. <laughs> I never, I, I I know I'm getting back into my Packers hate, but when the Vikings played the uh yeah no no when the Vikings played the Saints. And Brett Favre got like bent backwards in his ankles and he walked up like limped up on a cane to the press conference. I was like, yes. Yes. Again. That was our bounty gate. Man. Almost positive because they were trying to murder Somebody got them a cool eight stacks. Shit, I look, I would have paid it. I got, I got, I would have put money on it. All right, we got to get into some music, man. So. Got a familiar face. Remember K. James, Keymon up in the building. So we're going to play his song, Stressed Out, featuring Boss Frank. And then the homie J.C. Seals with his song, Getaway. J.C. is hosting an event that is just rapid uh, production. It's putting it on at the Warehouse Live on January 19th. That's a Thursday. Doors open at 9. But it's the third annual I Fucks With J.C. Birthday Bash. L.C.'s performing. Maddie Jones is performing, Mike Mays, and a bunch of other folks, man. Slaughterhouse Radio sponsoring it. Inaudible Records is sponsoring it. So y'all got to make sure y'all come out. Again, that's Getaway by J.C. Seals. And then Stressed Out with K. James from K. James Music, man. It's Inaudible Ruckus. Motherfucker. Hey. As Moses was an instrument, Moses also became frustrated when the people... I'm so stressed out. I'm so stressed out. I'm so stressed out. I got my mind on the grind and the work of the It's I'm so world I'm making mine, and you have yet to see the best of me, I done peep that the world keeps testing me, I see that it's never enough, I'm a real man, and I will never give up, I see you at the top, where I be living, and no hope's barred, not a damn given, organized chaos all around me, never enough cops to stop the tragedy, I guess I'll pay my way because it's never enough time in the day, I'm baby. Stressed baby, out. baby, I'm baby. so stressed out. I'm messed up. I'm so messed up. I got my mind on the grind and the working, but it's never enough. It's never enough. I'm stressed out. I'm so stressed out. I'm messed up. 
exact color or not though. I checked out their Instagram page at Shop Shoe Fetish 247 and I called them at 734-325-4309 to make sure. Okay. So what time do they open so we can head up there? They're open Tuesday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. and on Sunday, 12 p.m. to 4. Man, that sounds good. Give me the address so I can put it in a GPS. We about to roll up there. They're located at 17520 West 12 Mile Road, one block east of Southfield Road in Suite 112. For sure.
fragrance she had on It was like something that you would get from Bath and Body Works So now on the first of every other month I send her a gift So when I'm in her town, she rubs her body down And I can come through and give me a sniff This is what it's like when you're rolling, rolling Stressed Out by K. James. Shout out to K. James Music. Shout out to Boss Frank. Shy town What up, though? Um, J.C. Seals. Shout out to Tulsa. Tulsa World, man. Black Wall Street, all of that, man. It's just rap. They show me so much love out in Tulsa, man. I definitely appreciate y'all. Make sure y'all come out to Warehouse. So, it's a lot going on, but we still want to start the year off right. We ended it on a good note, so we want to start 2017. 17, 17 off right. So, I... Ask E-Ray to share with us some tips on how we can start living healthier since that's his area of expertise. E-Ray, man, break it down for us. I appreciate it, appreciate it. Now, uh, you know, every time of the year, that first like month or so, everybody starts to feel themselves one way or another. Either they feeling like, oh, I'm a little pudgy and I, I want to get my life together now and do years to be, all that stuff. It's that time. And regardless, one way or another, I'm always about it. I always try to keep as much shape as I can, you know, just for for any type of for people who haven't necessarily got there. You want a few tips? Mm-hmm. And just a few things that I wanted to share with people. Um, first thing, start now. Don't wait till oh, I'm gonna start next next month. I'm gonna start on Monday. I'm gonna start this. The best thing to do is start now. So as you hear something, like do it while you're motivated. There's no reason to wait and, you know, 
Oh, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do it next Tuesday and stuff because the how many things are gonna come up in your life before then. Right. So the best thing to do is start with something, even if it's something small. You can start just running on the treadmill thirty minutes a day. Any little thing that you do to actually start helping yourself out in that positive manner is going to start showing dividends in the future. Now, second thing, uh, I want to say the it's more so conscious-wise as far as what you eat. Okay. <laughs> in, in, in this day and age, everything is a triple stack, double stack, come with <laughs> extra cheese, and, extra salt. Right. Like at, at this point, they like, hey, we'll even we'll give you three times as much meat that you need for forty-five cents, and you can't pass that up, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, me personally, I'm with vegetarian. I've been a vegetarian for uh, coming up on a year now. It's my life choice. Ain't gonna be everybody else's. Like, we still be healthy and eat right without necessarily going as drastic. So, so, so real quick, and, and, and not to cut you off, but I, how was that process, right, uh, converting over? Like, how how long was the adjustment period, right? Because you kind of, did you have to wean yourself off, or was it a cold turkey thing? Or, like, how did that go for you? So, for, for me, it was a little bit of both. Because I'm definitely the type of person, when I set my mind to something, I go full go, and I don't look back. the days to go to jail or something like alright man one more week <laughs> right I mean for, for real because it's, it's something it, it meant something to me I know we spoke about this more so on a personal level about you know fitness and working out and stuff for mental aspect but just the fact that eating right can change your kind of mental state as well and mm-hmm. being that it's the new year people want to go into the new year feeling good so I can only tell you that you know you if you want to feel good about yourself and externally cutting a lot of bread cutting down on the bread doubling the amount of leafy green vegetables to the amount of meat that you're eating per day will help you out it'll cut a lot of the fat off your body that you're just storing naturally and those leafy greens actually kind of are um, fat burners mm. so and you can have way more greens like for I think one cheeseburger you probably can have like Yeah. I'm, I'm working on myself, but that 
that's definitely something that you can look forward to. Um, and lastly, one of the things I want to mention is just something that people don't even think about that much is getting the proper amount of sleep. Ah, yep. <laughs> you, you'd be surprised. I, I, I think fitness is, is the, uh, the addition of like a, a triangle. So you have to think about it in the three corners. And if they're equal, you're in the middle and that's where you're at your most balance. So it's eating right, it's working out and exercise and fitness and stuff. And then the last part is just sleeping. Okay. Your body needs to process and metabolize things. It can't do that if you're not sleeping correctly. So if you're getting not enough sleep, your body doesn't function like it should. So so let me ask you this then, right? In the age, our generation is, oh, I hustle, I sleep when I'm dead. Oh man, I I, ain't, I don't need no sleep yet. I've been up seventy two hours, man. What's up? I'm still getting to it though. That's counterproductive, then, right? Because how much does how much does a lack of sleep like wear on your body then? Oh, it, it's definitely been shown that you know it takes years off your life mm. because your because your your body has to recuperate when you're sleeping. That's when you're building up your muscle fibers and things like that starts going into a recovery process. That's why you see LeBron and all these people in those hyperbolic chambers where it's low oxygen, but they're pretty much just kind of meditating or resting because that's when your body starts to do those rebuilding functions. And that's how their career lasts longer. So the more you sleep, the better you are. The problem is you got a lot of kids, younger kids, that, you know, they, they're having bad habits of not sleeping. They're on certain uh, prescription pills and stuff like that that they don't get to sleep more so then they start looking like zanny zombies yeah because they just don't sleep and it's like that's cool for a minute if that's what you want to do I don't want to condemn you but over time you have to recover that because you can lose it up to I think like 9-10 years off of your lifespan just by having or add at least 9-10 years I should say by adding proper sleep habits so at least 6-8 hours each night and just kind of after you work out and things like that. What up, though? It's Low Gross, also known as Uncle Skeetar. You're listening to the Inaudible Ruckus podcast. Solid dudes, solid music, solid topics, solid podcast. Inaudible Ruckus, motherfucker. Mmm. I mean, that's, I'm glad, I'm glad you broke this down for it, because especially like with the triangle, can you repeat the triangle again then, so it's, 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 it's eating, eating properly, it's exercise, and and working out, and then it's, it's proper sleep, Okay. and the thing is, if those three things stay in balance, you'll see the best amount of results, so you can work out, uh, and people do this all the time, People work out way harder than they actually need to, but they ain't eating right and they're not sleeping right, so their results are about the same as somebody who's working out way less, mm-hmm. but eating decently and sleeping correctly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's just about trying to balance that as much as you can to see the maximum amount of results that you want to see depending on what your goal is for your body. And, and, see, and we talked about this too offline. So I haven't necessarily I'm not made drastic I've made drastic changes to my diet but not like oh I'm going to quit meat or I'm going to quit vegan but we've cut back on a lot 
of things in my household because so my fiance we last year the beginning of last year and this nothing to do with a resolution or anything it was really happened to do with a conversation I had at the end of 2015 so when I came back and we had to go grocery shopping we was like man we just gonna buy all healthy stuff and we eliminated now yes we did cheat here and there towards the end of the year and like eat fast food that's cause we got kinda lazy but for the pretty I say pretty much 11 and a half months non-stop just like we we had a strong regiment that we worked out to and even if we miss going to the gym we work out around the house we we just now started towards the end of last year implementing like yoga into our our routine and stuff so i'm just kind of following the lead on that and to your point building out like what works for me and what it is i'm trying to accomplish because while i am trying to be in shape physically i want i i, I do a lot for mental like mental health I'm a big proponent of that anybody who's listening to the show knows that we we big advocates for getting treatment for mental health on here but I think that the sleep touching on the sleep thing because I, I work a lot between doing the podcast and then working my regular job but I always make sure I get at least like six to seven hours of sleep and even if I don't like I'll take a cat nap or something you know what I'm saying like just to be like all right I, I I only slept for five hours. Well, let me take a two-hour nap here when I get a chance. And I'm that's different for me because I'm usually not a napper. Like I don't nap. I feel like I'm gonna miss something. But All as right. I'm getting older, I'm like oh, I need to I need to catch some rest here and there where I can. So I think that that's big. Absolutely, Those are the things that I would stress for anybody that's getting started or looking to improve on. You know, just how you feel. You want more energy. Try these things. I know it sounds counterproductive, but if you're used to just kind of sitting down, laying down, your body isn't utilizing as much energy and things as it would. So try to work out a little bit. It, there's endorphins and things like that that are relief. Endorphins are like the happy chemical in your brain. So mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you just feel better. The same, pretty much the same issue like when you drink coffee. Kind of perks you up. Mm-hmm. So try to try getting a nice amount of sleep. Eat and change the fuel that your body is processing. So that also goes with the alcohol and things like that. Like you don't have to just cut off everything. Like that's extreme. And a lot of times people have been living this the way they live for twenty plus years. Yeah. So I'm not. So you gotta reevaluate for your own health and for your generations to come, especially in the black community. No. But what I will say, you want to make sure that you start making adjustments. Okay. And any adjustment that you start to make, we don't have a profound uh, kind of outcome on like everything else. So just you know, I've started to you know do like you said, incorporate yoga into my heavy lifting regimen because it makes me more flexible. It keeps me flexible. I like to uh, make sure I'm eating you know different types of things because it's going to make it easier when I when I am lifting One, one more thing. So you touched on endorphins, right? So I was having a conversation with my mom. Mama Lo, she's on vacation. She finally got a break. So she's on vacation. So she ain't going to be on this episode. But I told her, I was like, you know, if you... It, what you say earlier, right? Get up and do it now. 
and right. energy will create energy. So even if you get off, like let's say you decide I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to the gym after work. If you come home and sit down and say, oh, you know what, I don't feel like it. If you just go ahead and go, you will get that energy. Like when you yep. get there, I felt that, and and I, so is that true? Oh, absolutely. Okay. And it becomes, and I'll say, and you gotta think about anything else. Just kind of step outside of that uh, chemical aspect, but just the fact of creating a habit. You get used to doing it. That's why people eat the way they eat now because they ate that way since they were kids. Mm-hmm. Before it was hot, hot meals, and now it's hot and ready. Yeah. And stuff like that. It just it gets into your brain, and you get used to eating that way, or. or performing or behaving that way it's the same thing so it takes a while to get used to going to the gym instead of you getting off of work coming home and sleeping the same amount of time it takes where you've literally been sitting down and you flip through the channel for 30 minutes you could already put yourself on the treadmill and kind of did a nice slow paced walk and feel a little bit better about yourself mm. every day and even I know there's always going to be people to say I don't have enough time I guarantee you you look at your your outlook you gotta know if you work all day, you probably get a break. Go walk outside instead of just sitting there on your lunch break or sitting there on your. We break have at, work. at my job. They go have walk. a campus. They got a walking trail on some floors. They have treadmills where you can like plug up your um your computer at a little station and like walk on the treadmill. And then we have our desk lift up. So if you want to stand up or like jog in place while you work, I don't do none of that stuff. But I, mean, I do. We have two gyms and a basketball court in there, so I definitely get in on the basketball court. Right. Uh, for me, at, at, at uh, any place of employment I have, if I'm working and stuff like that, I try to make sure every hour on the hour, I do 10 to 20 push-ups. Just, just because cause you're sitting there all day if you're working in like an office or like that type of environment. Just get up and kind of get your body used to moving because it gets your metabolism going. Um, but I and they do have gyms and things like that at most organizations nowadays because they've actually did studies and found that, uh, you know, they can save companies, you know, if you don't take my word for it, look, look at the research of the company. They're finding that we as a company can actually save money by making sure our uh, employees are healthier because mm-hmm. they're going to use less vacation time, they're going to use less sick time, and they're doing something better, so they're going to be more productive and they're going to actually make us more money and they're going to be happy to come to work. Right. Whether if you're feeling sick, and they won't down, shoot the office up. <laughs> right. They won't come to work and shoot the office up. <laughs> yeah, that, that too. Mm-hmm. They won't feel like they're trapped and they got to murder somebody. Maybe they just hit the gym today. <laughs> E Ray, man, we definitely appreciate you. You know, come every time you you guest host on here, man, you always drop some knowledge, some old man wisdom on us. So we we looking forward to hearing you on here some more, man. But definitely appreciate you. I love to be here. Love to be heard. Always trying to drop that Uncle Drew wisdom. Watch out there now, young fella. Right. <laughs> so don't reach, don't teach. Reach, don't. So we about to get off into some more music. This is Steph Simon featuring Tony Del Fresco with Room Number and then our boy Maddox Jones with Green Light. It's an audible ruckus, motherfucker. Ah. 
The night is young, coke and rum, it got my body numb Remember when we used to throw them shows and ain't nobody come That was then, but now they catching on Wrote my number on her hand, let's act like we ain't got no phone One time for the era where we used to grind slow No chaperone, what's your plans? Cause I'm trying to tag her Tag along, buy something, cop the 2X shirt, fresh off the merch, just to sleep in. She said she only here for the weekend. I got a chef if you eating, got more bottles for drinking. Got this juice from Brooklyn because I heard it's in season. Fireplace at the condo, got her hooked off the combo. Got more game than a console. I hope she took out her tonsils. Keep it player like number 99, NBA Live 95, Air Max 95. I don't need no crease, I'm already iron. Hope your girl's with you, I got some friends of mine. Uh, you told me that you want it, I'm on my way in wonder. Girl, I'm about to come up, so what's your room number? Seven grade summers, damn, I still want it. Girl, I'm about to come up, so what's your room number? You told me that you want it, I'm on my way in wonder. Girl, I'm about to come up, so what's your room number? Seven grade summers, damn, I still want it. Girl, I'm about to come up, so what's your room number? On me, I'm just plotting to get that pussy play In and out the lot Like reception on analog TV But my bitch got that digital dash Press the button, my bitch get wet Carpools with no HOV But we still too deep in my set Double doors, marble flows And naked hoes around Supreme fashion, that's my high fashion No time for high capping Is you riding, is you fucking No time for jaw jacking And only thing bigger than my dick Is my ego And you can't shadow my back what if you was Shaq in 98? Serving pennies out the paint so I can drip this candy paint. We got stand spots and shit because I'm black, I'm smoking dank. She popped that pussy like my trunk. When it's open, it's me, I'm pink. Majin Boot, show dancing on my dick to that chopped and screw. Slim cake, let's go retro, do some great tapes. Out of state, I put them on them classics. Serve thicker than molasses. Man, I'm Mr. X. You told me that you want it, I'm on my way in wonder Girl, I'm about to come up, so what's your room number? Seventh grade summers, damn, I still want it Girl, I'm about to come up, so what's your room number? You told me that you want it, I'm on my way in wonder Girl, I'm about to come up, so what's your room number? Seventh grade summers, damn, I still want it Girl, I'm about to come up, so what's your room number? Have you already given up on your New Year's resolution? Before you think about quitting, think about Herbalife. Dennis Collier is a wellness coach that can help you with anything from grocery lists and meal plans to nutrition and fitness advice. Visit his website at goherbalife.com slash teencollier. That's C-O-L-L-I-E-R. Or give him a call at 614-733-9993. Change your mindset 
Change your lifestyle with Herbalife. Green light. Green light. Green light. Green light. Green light. Green light. Yo, beach. Yo, beach. Yo, beach. Yo, beach. Yo, beach. Yo, beach. I got her. Yo, beach. Yeah. Hey. Green light. 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 Yo, bitch gave me the green light. Count money getting paid with the green light. Double cup in the way with the green light. When I plug in my phone, that's the green light. 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 Yo, bitch gave me the green light. Count money getting paid with the green light. Double cup in the way with the green light. When I plug in my phone, that's the green light. Green light. When I plug in my phone, yeah, you know I'm gon' move. I'm gone. Simon says what the head put in work, that's her and our new hat. I've been flipping them virtual like the boys in a trap, they be slaying them birds. In a booth at the studio, same as the niggas, they be working them curves. On it, green light, don't stop, no, slow down, no way. My mission, no secret, get money today. Swan cooker, keep on going like the summertime. Only messing with the women, that be summer fine. If she wanted, she can get it in the number mind. Catch a wave like the ocean, about to take a tide. Red light, back it up, don't stop, think straight, better make the move. When a circle play the game just to eat, not in it for the thought to make. Lose. Keep going, but the shit might hurt. Eagle tripping, make a head one of hers. Never last, only coming in first. Blue bitch, man, stuck in no smurfs. Green light. When I plug in my phone, that's a green light. 
the money like my nigga name Speedy. Sign the contracts like I'm working with a tree. Spread it to the people, I'm not talking about the Jesus. Red light, stop, slow down, getting gritty. Blue bass, keep my calling, something hurt, so I'm feeding. Mama said money is the motive, don't defeat it. Find a hundred dollars, don't just tell it, better keep it. Tell it. Oh! Your bitch gave me the green light. Always text me in the we noise. Text his and read cause your peep right. When I plug in my phone, get good talk. Then woke up and I drank, it's all sweet toys. When we gon' spend time, girl, realize. Working on my income, mother just toy. We back. So that was room number with Steph Simon and Tony Del Fresco. Shout out to Tulsa. Shout out to H-Time. Then that was our homie Maddie Jones with the banger. Green light. Green light. Green light. This has been an audible ruckus episode 41. Trying to start the year off right. Give y'all some healthy tips, man. You know, I told you we're going to have some fun on here, but we also want to be proactive. And progressive about the stuff that we talk about, man. So I hope I ain't I ain't get too uh, inspirational for y'all, man. But make sure y'all follow us on Instagram, Inaudible Ruckus underscore podcast. We got a Facebook page. Make sure y'all like that, Inaudible Ruckus podcast. We on Twitter at Inaudible R A U C one. It was too long; they wouldn't let me have a whole thing on there. And then we working on the website, man. InaudibleRuckus.com coming soon. If you got any inquiries or you want to sponsor an episode or advertise on the show, hit me up at inaudibleruckuspodcast at gmail.com. Also, follow me. I need my followers up, man. Everybody following the podcast. Uncle underscore Skeet on Instagram, man. It's pretty much the same thing, but I just, you know, I want some love on my personal page, man. I definitely appreciate y'all for listening. Also, we got the Storytime with Low series, part one. That's on the SoundCloud page. Make sure y'all check that out. Basically, the stories y'all been heard, we just pieced them together. Uh, we're doing nine of them at a time. So, part two will be out next week, and then part three after that. Then I'm going to record some new ones. But everybody doing this Soldier Boy challenge where they're telling fake stories and making stuff up, trying to be funny. My real stories is funny. But anyway, inaudible ruckus. Motherfucker. <laughs>